Good morning, ICC. It is so good to have you for the second week of October. Can you actually believe it? Brace yourself. There is 11 weeks till Christmas. Can you believe that? And we're still here, not necessarily in lockdown, but our church is still not open. But you know what? The enemy's defeated. He may think that he's taken away 2020, but we're about to have a turning point this morning. I've just got something so strong upon my heart this morning. I've got something so alive and well. I've just had this encounter with God recently where I just spent some time going, God, we're, we're getting ready for exit COVID. We're, we're getting ready for what? I was just like, what is this next part look like? And I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me and I felt I had an encounter with God and he said, Morella, I want to tell you about the new church that is coming. And I just feel as ICC, the DNA of who we are, we are going to be a different church past this season that we've just walked through. So I want you to just come in and just invite the Holy Spirit wherever you are to get ready because I want you to hear what the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. See, during this season of COVID, separation from the physical building of doing church Something has been stirring up and resounding in us. We began to shift what we did onto line. The only thing that we really kept in this COVID season was our prayer services and we increased them. And we went, we didn't keep some of our, our connect groups going or our women's group. We did different things. But the constant thing we did as an ICC church is we kept our prayer life going and we actually added it. I'm so proud of my ICC family. We opened up our, our voices at 7 a.m. for 30 days and we welcomed the Holy Spirit and we began to shout and the testimonies are coming in. And I want to encourage you, church, bring those testimonies in because you don't understand how powerful your testimonies testimony is. And I'm about to share just about how powerful those are. So the power of prayer in our church is part of our foundation. When you walk upon the foundation of ICC, you walk upon the power of prayer. But I want to bring something else in. And what God was saying to me as I was having an encounter with him, he said, Marilla, I want you to add something to the power of prayer. Now, power of prayer for ICC has been ingrated in our church culture for the last 30 years. It has never been abandoned, no matter how small the group has gone. And I'm telling you, ICC, it has shrunk a little bit. So you get on those Zoom meetings and you join and we're working out how to continue that. But we're just seeing you flourish because prayer is the weapon that gives you great connection with God and you speak and you call your heart out to God. I want to open up tonight, uh, this morning, with, uh, with a prayer that David did. He prayed in Psalm 22. He said, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away from, when me, from me when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you don't answer. Every night I lift up my voice, but I find no relief. This is the heart of David. He's just going, God. Where are you? And I know so many of us have had that exact prayer. And if you're having that exact prayer even now, I want you to just hold on to the next part because he didn't finish there. Psalm 22 didn't finish there. He continued and he said, after he said, every day I call to you, every night I call to you, you do not answer. I don't find relief. Verse 3, yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors entrusted you and you rescued them. They cried out and they were saved. They, entrust, they trusted in you 
and they were never disgraced. Can someone shout amen, amen, amen? I can't wait to hear you guys say this live when the next time I get to preach. But you know what? The heart of David was real and raw. It's a similar prayer to what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He felt like God had forsaken him and he prayed the same similar prayer. So Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. So keep praying. And that's what David said. I pray day and I pray night. I say, see, we've been doing, we've been praying day and we've been praying night. But you know what I love about our prayer warriors in our church? There was a shift even in September that we started to bring in, this is our prayer and this is our thanksgiving. And we paralleled it to come in and merge it into one prayer service. So there was prayer requests, there was prayer needs being presented to the throne room. But then we also added our thanksgiving and we began to end every prayer service with a thanksgiving. And this is what it said, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. So I felt like God said to me, Morella, your church is a praying church. We've got churches full of Moses that are leading and knowing how to be influential. But let's pump up the praise. Let's bring it to a new level to end 2020. You know, the word enthroned, yet you are wholly enthroned on the praises of your people. Enthroned is a place that has been installed where authority comes from. Enthroned is someone who sits upon a throne, a place that has been installed there, that whoever sits on that, authority flows from them. So David's saying, God, I feel like you've forsaken me. It feels like you've abandoned me. I feel like I'm crying out. Some of scriptures say groaning came from him. But you won't answer me. But this I understand, that your authority flows from the place of my praise, God. So he made a changeover and said, God, I know that I haven't got an answer yet but I still declare that you are on the throne. He states that the position that God operates in is the position of praise. He states that, God, I know that I'm not seeing answers, but you will begin to operate as soon as I begin to lift up my voice. You know what verse 4 said? Remember what verse 4 said? He knows this because he's seen it. He says in verse 4, our ancestor trusted you. And you rescued them. Let me tell you here. How did David know that his ancestors were rescued? How did he know that, they, that God stepped up and, and answered their prayers? By their testimonies. By their testimonies. By their testimonies. He'd heard of their prayer life and then he heard of their testimonies. So he said, I know this, that you rescued my ancestors because they trusted you. They told their testimonies. ICC, bring those testimonies forth. Let's become a church where we can't keep up with the testimonies coming in. That every Sunday we come and open up our services going, guess what? So-and-so has been healed of cancer. So-and-so's marriage has been done. So-and-so has just had a baby. So-and-so, let's just do it. Add your name to it. What is your praise report sound like, church? What does it sound like? What about if you put that in the chat right now? Have you got the faith for that? Are you ready for it? You may not know what you faced. in. He may not have known what every individual family member or ancestor had to face, but he did know that they had a prayer need that they trusted God with and he rescued them. See, the Bible tells me in, in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the Lamb 
and by their testimony. See, the blood of Jesus is a resounding breakthrough and it, break, it breaks every curse. But what moves forth is our testimony. The enemy is defeated, the scripture says, by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. Whose testimony? My testimony, your testimony, our testimony. When we start to see wheelchairs come in and we start to see the lame come in and the deaf come in and the blind come in and walk out of this building, seeing, hearing, without this, that is it. The testimonies are coming. Your testimony, church, will defeat, destroy and tear down the enemy. So I want you to realize, begin to understand that your greatest weapon that you will carry into the next battle, into the battle that you're in, out of exiting COVID is your testimony. See, our 7 a.m. prayer meetings that we did in September, we were setting up our families to understand this is what we do. This is how we start our days. We may have prayer. We may be in a battle. We may have issues, but we go to God in prayer. And I'm so excited to hear that so many families continue to get up and continue to have a prayer life at 7 a.m., do you know what? That is amazing. I'm so proud of our church for doing it. We established something. Kids can hear their parents praying at seven in the morning. Kids were joining in in their prayer parents' prayer service. There was people that were going, I can hear your praying in the next room. We are becoming people that the ancestors will begin. We will become ancestors and people will be speaking. I know that my friend at ICC, she just prayed about it and she just saw God move. And that was what because she trusted God and he rescued them. That is our testimony. And I'm so grateful that we began to build a picture of what we are, of who we are, and our families and our children and our neighbours and our students began to see where we were. I was driving to church. I was driving to work, listening to prayer. I had people in the car listening to prayer. I heard that people were in hospital and they were listening to prayer. That is amazing because it is who we are. And we stopped and we finished it with thanksgiving and praise. Did they hear what David said? Prayer and praise. They cried out. But when they began to establish praise upon their lips, they positioned God for his place to operate from. Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. Listen, ICC. What has happened in 2020 has not been a coincidence, nor has it come been a shock to God. Not even just now, COVID, but let's go back to January of 2020. We in Australia, for those who are coming in from all over the world, we experienced one of the worst bushfire seasons, but we also had this incredible smoke haze. And all you could hear on the news was stay indoors, stay indoors. I remember driving around and you couldn't see me. It was just brown everywhere. Our houses were full of brown. We would wake up and just everything was brown. And there was such a toxic oxygen. People, we were told, stay inside. The bad, the smoke, our breathing was attacked. The riots happened. I can't breathe. It was about silencing us. The virus. What has it attacked? Our respiratory. Why can't we come to church? Because we can't sing and we can't pray out loud. Everything that has happened in 2020 has been done against us speaking out. It's told us to be muted in 2020. 
And this didn't happen just of it started in January for Australia. The enemy has been trying to silence us for such a long time. But you know what the power of praise is? I can praise wherever I want. It's not limited to, to a location or a service. I can praise in silence. I can praise in the depths of my spirit. I can praise when I'm crying out to God. I can praise when I'm at work. I can begin to speak. I can do it. I'm not limited to a certain time of day or a certain location. Because pray, praise is our weapon of welfare, warfare. It is our weapon. When God talks about putting on the full armor, it is part of the armor. But I've, I just want to read to you Psalm 149. Listen, get this. Psalm 149. I'm reading it out of the Passion, Passion Translation. It's amazing. It says this, hallelujah, praise the Lord. It's time to sing to God a brand new song. Can I prophesy over um, ICC? Can we take this scripture? This is us. Praise the Lord. It's time to sing to God a brand new song so that all his holy people will hear how wonderful he is. How does he hear? Testimonies. May Israel be enthrusted with joy because of him. And may the sons of Zion pour out their joyful praises to their king. Listen. Verse 4, for he enjoys his faithful lovers. He adorns the humble with his beauty and he loves to give them victory. Someone say amen. He loves to give them victory. We are going to see victory. Verse 5 says, his godly lovers triumph in the glory of God and be joyful. Praises will rise even while others sleep. Wow. While everyone else is worried and, and sleeping, not knowing what tomorrow faces, we're up going, woohoo, can't wait for the next daylight break because we have got something to rejoice about. Listen, church, let me get there. I'm excited. I'm excited. Verse 6 says this, God's high and holy praises fill their mouths for their shouts of praise are their weapons of war. For their shouts of praise are their weapons of war of war. They're warring weapons when they bring their vengeance on every opposing force, in every resisting power. Oh, I just need to repeat that. Our high God's holy praise fills their mouth for they shouted praise are their weapons of war. Their warring weapons will bring, will bring vengeance on every opposing force. Everything that's opposing you, ICC, bring it with the shouts of praise. Every resisting power that is coming against you, shout out his glory. Shout it out. Listen to this. Verse 8, to bind the kings with chains and rules with iron shackles. Praise-filled warriors will rise in enforcements. Come on, ICC. It's time to go to war with the enemy because he cannot mute us. He has brought in a year that was all about muting, but he cannot mute our praise. He could not mute our prayer and he's not going to mute our praise because the Bible says that everything, he says, I inhabit. And I'm just going to go there in just a moment. But you know, the hardest thing, and I'll just take a couple of seconds to thank everybody who has helped us do this transition. I'm so proud of our church. I'm so proud. One day we were like, this is not going to happen to us. We're not going to shut down the next minute. It shut down. And within the next Sunday, there was a team of guys ready, especially there's one or two that just said, well, we can do this. We can do this. And within 48 hours, we were online. I'm so proud because at the end of the day, who are we? 
But God says, no, you're a church of influence and he'll give us the ability to do it. But the hardest thing was transitioning. And as you may have noticed already, is being the praise and worship part. The worship has been so hard to navigate. And we've tried our best, ICC. We've really tried our best to do it. And I'm so loving our worship team. We are so dying to get back to worship who we are, our core, our DNA, to be able to do that. But in this season of the enemy trying to mute us and close us, it was the hardest part was to keep our praise going. And I thought, wow, of all the things, the praise and worship we could not keep to a certain degree. And I was like, wow, there is something that is so powerful in praise and worship that it's the enemy that's saying, I will make it absolutely. But do you know what I began to do when I realized that? I said, I will bind the king that is behind that and I will cause it to be wrapped up with chains with rules of iron shackles because prayed-filled warriors are going to rise up. I don't know. And we've been blessed being able to take in praise and worship from other services. When else do we get to hear that in our church service? So I'm saying, praise God. I get to worship with other churches now and I get to hear their worship and I get to sit back and enjoy. But praise is incredible. See, the enemy doesn't want you to praise because what I told you before, the Bible says that he inhabits that place. The Bible says, see, when we pray, the Bible tells me that he comes. When we pray, he says he will listen. When we go to war, he says he'll be with you. But when he says you praise, I inhabit that place. That's why the enemy doesn't want us to praise. That's why he tried to mute us from singing. That's why the hardest part of opening church is that you can't have singing. Because the praises is where God actually says, I'll come and inhabit that place. The word inhabit means to come directly in and abide and sit at that location, at that place. It's like a judge. When a judge walks into a courtroom, it has a place where it sits and then its authority comes from that place. It's the same terminology that comes, that presides over a situation. So when we begin to praise, God comes and it tells the enemy, hey, we're about to go to war with you. Everything that you've done. When you come into this church building, when you come in, what do we start with? We come in with a power of praise. We come in with praise because you know what we're saying to the enemy? I'm in church. I'm ready to do war with you. I'm bringing what I've got happening in my life and I'm going to hit it with the praise because where God is, he comes and inhabits. He sits in the center of my praise and out of that place he directs authority he directs authority he sits he inhabits he comes in he centers himself look it up what the word he centers himself in the middle of it and he begins to operate from that position sits in the center do you know what even when I began to study this in the Greek the word inhabits means a place where you come and you sit and you take your position. Do you know when you sit, it's telling the enemy, it's done. It's done. I don't need to war at you anymore. I'm complete. Ephesians chapter 120 says this. When he raised him from the dead, this is when he's talking that he raised Jesus from the dead. He said he seated him with his, at his right hand in the heavenly places. Because he was saying to Jesus, your job is done. It's done. It's done. Far above all principalities, he said, listen in Ephesians 1, 20, 21, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and of every name that is named, not only in this age, but that is to come, he put everything under his 
feet and he gave him to be the head of all things. Wow. He said, God says, when you praise me, I will come and I will take my position. I will sit and inhabit what you're telling me. Ephesians chapter 2, just the next chapter, says that God then raised us up with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms. See, when the job is done, you can sit and enjoy. It's done. It's completed. When you finish at the end of the day, what do you do? We sit. We stay. What happens when you sit? Whatever's under your feet stays under your feet. So how powerful is it that we sit and say, you are under my feet. Everything that I've been facing is under my feet. I sit in peace knowing that God is in control. To sit and go, God, I know you are enthroned. Come and inhabit our praises wherever you are. Let God inhabit them. Church, please learn to just sit and praise his name. See, because the enemy wants to torment you. What happens when you're tormented? What happens when we're agitated? What happens when we're anxious? We're moving around. We can't settle. We can't sit down. We can't what? Sit down. What did God call us to do? To sit at his right hand. He told us to sit with him in heavenly places. But the enemy's like, don't sit. Just keep going, get agitated, keep going, get war, get, just keep moving, keep moving. Because I don't want you to sit. Because when you sit, then you walk in my authority and we defeat him. So church, let you see the enemy's plan is to keep us going and uncomfortable and keep warring at it. But he doesn't get to have the final say. We can sit and shout out our praises. And I love it that we come to church and we praise God. But guess what? He closed the building and I'm at home and I'm praising God. I can be in my car and I can be praising God. I can be in hospital. I remember when I was going into hospital not long ago. And as they wheeled me into surgery, I know what I was doing. I was worshiping God. I said, God, I can see the surgeons. I can see the nurses. But you are right here in the middle. Take on over. I walked in with joy in my heart. Because I knew I could relax and knew that my God was there with me. I had peace. You can praise. Enemy wanted to mute us, not just because of COVID. He started it at the January period, but he can't mute us. Paul and Silas, what did they do? Imprisoned for doing nothing wrong. What does the Bible say that they were doing in Acts chapter 16? It says that they were imprisoned and they were shackled for doing nothing wrong. But it says at midnight... They began to sing praises. They begin to sing. Read it out. It's actually in Acts chapter 16. And they begin to sing praises and worship their God. And the Bible says that others heard them. There was other prisoners going, what are you people doing praising your God? Did you not just see what happened to you? You are shackled for doing nothing wrong and you're praising God. Because you know what? God inhabits the places of his praises. So he came into that, that cell and he sat in the middle of that cell. And that's where the breakthrough came from. They could have said, God, why? We don't know. Maybe they did. But at the point that was recorded was what the other people heard because there was a testimony coming forth that they could hear that there was praise coming. The Bible says that they began to sing and praise God and others heard them. So the guards were listening. The other prisoners were listening. It's midnight and they were worshipping God because they knew that God inhabits the praises. He comes in and he sat with those boys. He said, boys, I've got a plan and it's going to be okay. And then it shook 
and it shook. It shook. And you know what? I wish I could keep preaching because you know me. It shook from the foundations of the earth, which means everything that tied them down was broken. It didn't just break off them. The actual cement cells began to shake when, Jesus, when, when the Holy Spirit came and transcended into that place. And it's, it was like saying to the enemy, you don't get it. You don't get to make, uh, you don't get to lock me up. You don't get to break me. Because the foundations, that stuff that held them down was released in the name of Jesus. Everyone saw it. Everybody heard it. And they were set free. God inhabits the praises of his people. ICC, the next part of this 2020, could you lift up your voice of praise? Could you begin to learn how to shout God's victory? I'm not saying don't bring your hearts, your disappointments. Don't be, I'm not saying don't be real with God. Be real with God. He can take it. He's a big God. He knows what we're carrying. He knows how hard it is. But would you end every moment going, but you are still on the throne. You are enthroned. You are holy. You are sovereign. And I know that, God, if I keep worshipping you and I keep lifting up a voice of praise and I begin to utilise that, can I just read that again before it goes? Warring weapons will bring vengeance to every opposing force and every resistant power. God's high and holy praises filled their mouth for they shouted praises and their weapons of war. And they began to go. When we begin to worship, when we begin to worship, wow. It tells the enemy, that's a war cry. That's a war cry. We're going to war with you. But guess what? As we go to war, we can sit back and relax because our God is on the throne. And from that position, his authority starts to move. That's why you can be imprisoned and still hear the fact that God is in control. Amen. Are you ready, ICC? We've got 12 weeks or uh, 15 maybe weeks of left of this year. And we're going to ramp it up. Where well, we've done it, we've done praise. We've done prayer. We've done some great things, but we're about to take it right now. You cannot mute us, enemy. You cannot mute us. We will sing. Maybe we can't sing collectively in church. Maybe we can't sing more than five people, whatever that, what is being set standard at the moment. But you can't mute me wherever you are. As of tomorrow morning, on Monday morning, get up. Let the kids hear in that house. We got prayer requests and we got praise reports coming through because they're going to hear it. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you knew that everything that was going to come against us in 2020 was about muting the voice of, of your people, Lord God. But Father, I thank you, Lord God, that he cannot mute us. Nothing can mute us, Lord God. We can only mute ourselves, God, because we are in control of what comes out of our mouth. So, Father, right now, I just pray right now, I lay hands over this camera, Lord God, that you would transcend right now a joy, a supernatural joy upon the people of ICC all over this world, Lord God, that they would rise up as of tomorrow morning, even as of tonight, and begin to give great praise of worship to you, God. Because, Lord God, we are ready to go to war. Our church that is coming out, the church that is rising up is a joyful church with a new song ready to worship him and to lift up our voices and lift up our worship to him. Lord God, we are not in a place where we can be told what to do. Father, we're in a place where God is ruling and reigning and you are sovereign. You are on the throne. Right now, I speak to anyone who's broken. You have a song in your heart. You have a voice to speak out. Speak right now ever place knowing that God is sitting with you in the name of Jesus.
Someone shout amen and hallelujah. Hallelujah means victory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church.